0: Adam
1: Curry, John C. Dvorak.
0: It's time once again for your Gitmo Nation audio publication from the West Coast this time. Gitmo Nation. This is no agenda. All right, well, I I should really write down what I'm going to say, I guess. Coming to you from uh, an undisclosed location in San Francisco, California, with the uh, kitchen paper roll microphone stand. I'm Adam Curry. And I'm here laughing in Northern
1: Silicon Valley over these comments. I'm John C. Dvorak.
0: It's Crackbot and Buzzkill in the morning. <laughs> it's really in the morning for me, so it, you know I, I got to wake up. It's tough. <laughs> hey. Roll up paper. <laughs> no, it's the um, uh, you know I use the lav microphone when I'm on the road, <laughs> and uh, so I have uh, in this apartment that uh, you know like a furnished apartment for the month. They have a, a toilet. Well, not a toilet. Um, a paper towel roll, that's what the word is looking for. Paper towel roll holder. And uh, it's perfect. So I have the lav clipped onto the uh, paper towel roll. It's the perfect height. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a picture. <laughs> it'll yeah, will should. It'll, it'll be well worth it. John, to, to start off, I just want to thank you so much. Um, last night I asked you for a recommendation uh, for dinner. We are into... Actually... I started off by saying, "Well, we really feel like dim sum," and you said, "Well, are you nuts? You can't have dim sum in the evening. No, that's wrong. That's only for breakfast or lunch." And uh, you were kind enough to to send me uh, three options. We chose the uh, Shanghai 1930 restaurant, which is on 133 Stewart Street, in, uh, here in San Francisco. And boy, let me tell you how the the universe was in sync last night. Um. So we walk in, and the manager, a uh, lovely girl named Aura Green. Of course, she's a <laughs> yeah. Don't you love it? She's I think it's actually, Her full name is Aura Luna Green. To make it even oh, better, brother hippie. Yeah, yeah no, she's from the, the 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 board on the island, and she uh, lived on in, you know the nudist colony when wow. she was young. And uh, she says, hey, Adam, how you doing? You remember me from Jack Falstaff, which, of course, is the uh, the restaurant across the street from the office, which just closed, I guess, a week or two ago. And uh, I said, yeah, well, of course. And so this Shanghai 1930, they have. By the a- way, did you? Did you recognize her? No, of course not. But I pulled it off. OK. And um, <laughs> I, I kind of did. I don't know. You know but anyway, it was, it, it, there was a connection. And because, uh, you know, I looked it on, uh, looked up uh, on OpenTable.com. They said they had no reservation. So I called in and said, hey, you know, do you have a table for two in like 15 minutes? Yep, no problem. Come on down. And uh, so she said, oh, it's Adam. We are great to see you. And they have, um, I don't know if it's every single night, but they had a uh, a quartet with a, uh, with a singer ju- uh, playing live jazz music right there in this relatively small restaurant. We got the center table right in front of the band. I mean, you know, they threw off the reserve ticket. Boom, gone. So, you know, totally, I was to- <coughs> totally rocking. The food was outrageous. We had uh, Peking duck. We had um, uh, we had some sea bass. Of course, we did have the, uh, the, the triple stack dim sum, even though, according to you, it's illegal to have after 4 p.m., but here's the kicker, because John, you said you've been there a lot, and you said it was in your email. You said it was an outstanding place. Um, so after we were done eating, we, you know, when I went over to Aura and I said, you know, I would just like to have a quick smoke. We'll go outside. We'll come back. We'll have our coffee. She said, "Well, don't go outside. Come on down to the basement." Did you mm. know that there's a basement in this place? Yeah, actually, I've eaten down there. Uh, I don't think so because it's okay, not a well, place maybe to I eat. Didn't. It is the Guangxi Lounge. Private cigar lounge, humidor, and rare wines and spirits. Members uh, only.
1: Uh, no, I've eaten down there, but that wasn't when it was this. They okay. changed
0: it. And this, it, this was like literally 1930s, very gangsterish. You know, the, um, all the chairs are modeled after the Maxwell commercial. Remember the guy who sits there and he gets blown away by the sound of the Maxwell audio tape, and his tie flies backwards while he's sitting in front of the speakers. Mm. So all of these leather chairs. And there's, um, basically, it's us and um, uh, and, a, and a group of Indian people. And, you know, so we're like, we're well, not going to sit on the opposite side. So we sit from down. From India? From India, yeah. Okay. Indians. And uh, we sit down. Immediately, they're like, hey, how are you guys doing? Boy, you're tall. You're so beautiful. Have a cohiba. Have <laughs> a cohiba. <laughs> like, okay, I'll have one of your contraband. No problem. And these were um, from the Patel family. Which of course is a name as common as Smith, probably in uh, in India. But uh, these particular Patels um, own a lot of hotels, and it was it was fantastic. You know, they uh, two of them were born in Uganda in Kampala, where of course I lived for a couple of years. And John, it was the most amazing, amazing night we had. And I want to thank you for um, I want to thank you for hooking us up. And tonight we're eating at. O- was it Ozuma? Uh, yeah, which is right next door. To yeah, uh, that little
1: area is interesting because that's where Boulevard is, and there's a whole bunch of bars and, and jazz clubs and stuff in that
0: uh, little area. So I'd, I'd lo- we'd love to invite you uh, after our dinner to uh, to go down and uh, have some rare wine and or spirits. That's always a possibility. <laughs> so,
1: um, well, did you? Was there anything unique about the food?
0: Um. It was just really well prepared. It just, you know, um, I, okay. Here's something that was unique about, um, the restaurant in general. You know, you have the, the spoons that, the, the white spoons that you, that you scoop up the dim sum with and, um, and the rice. These are actually really porcelain ones because, uh, of course I dropped one and it shattered into a thousand pieces. These are the Chinese floor. soup spoons. You're yeah. Talking about yeah. Exactly. Um, but everything is, it's, um, yeah you know it, it really well taken care of everything's you know was just nice though the, the ambiance was great um, and I, I can't really give you a review other than the Peking duck was amazing just amazing really really good
1: well i was uh, uh I, I cleaned the kitchen sink last night and, uh, <laughs>
0: did you use the disposal?
1: also of course and uh also uh cleaned off a couple of counters and i uh, uh let's see i oh yeah I, I put i kind of uh found some a pair of slippers that i'd lo- lost one of the two oh yes yeah. i found it and i'm it so glad like,
0: we're taking you out tonight man i'm hurting and for you <laughs> i watched
1: a i finally watched bruce willis's uh my uh uh, Eric uh, keeps told me like a year ago when Bruce Willis, uh... Die Hard or Live Hard. Die Harder.
0: Died. Which one was it? On the, the moon, moon? On the asteroid?
1: About the computers. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. Oh yeah, well he says you got to see it. There's a, there's like a call out. Yeah, I bet you it's about you. And I said <laughs> I doubt it. But there was a Dvorak reference in the movie that is just like completely like why is this here kind of thing. Uh-huh. And uh... they're driving along and they they got a somebody got to get a hold of and the guy's first name is dvorak for some reason mm. and um, so i thought that was kind of cute but the movie overall uh uh is absolutely fantastic really? film oh, good. except it has a few uh i mean there's some i mean i'm getting a little annoyed by some of these films and the and the the fact that i mean a guy is in a helicopter and a and somehow a car is flung into the air to blow up the helicopter and a guy jumps out of the oh, chopper right. yeah. and then gets up, you know, brushes himself <laughs> off. I mean, it's too, <laughs> there's too much of this cartoon stuff going on in the films.
0: Yeah, I agree. That That is, I, I love it when, you know, there's they shoot a hundred times and miss and then the, the hero shoots once and hits him.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, from that's that's always that's been that way, really lame. Yeah. But but it's just these guys, they, they I mean, it's happened in the James Bond movies now. I mean, they're like Jackie Chan films, like I complained about earlier. And it's like these guys or, you know, they're they're in a this they don't even have a broken arm. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah. annoying. But the rest of it, the story was pretty good about some maniac. It turns out that I'm starting to like this actor, Timothy Oliphant.
0: I don't know him.
1: He, yeah, you'll recognize him when you see him once or twice. He plays an evil type of character, but the, I first uh, ran into him in a movie called The Hitman, uh-huh. which was just a pure fantasy film of, of some sort that had no real redeeming Quality. qualities, except <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: a guy alone at home on a Saturday night movie, is that what you're saying?
1: It's just a good, yes, yeah, it's definitely a good guy's movie. It's just basically
0: this guy killing people. I mean, it's just nothing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Have you seen Mall Cop? No, I've been meaning to. I was <sighs> going to see it on the plane. Yeah, I, I
0: watched it on the plane, and I have to say, laugh out loud, without a doubt. It's really, really funny. It, it's, what's,
1: the, what's the guy's name in the, in the movie? Kevin.
0: Called, um, no,
1: Bart, the guy's name, the, the character's name. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Something, I can't remember. Is Paul Bart or something? Yeah, something like that. But it's just, funny. I was in some situation recently in
0: town. With a mall cop on a Segway?
1: No, there was some (laughs) real cop on a Segway, and and some guy walking by mumbles the guy's name from the mall cop. Oh, no,
0: oh, no, Paul Bart. Yeah, that sounds (laughs) right. Yeah, it's like, oh, there
1: goes Paul Bart, mall cop. You know, it's just like any policeman who has one of these idiotic Segways, and you see him here and there. I mean, it's just
0: foolish. Hey, something else happened that was funny uh, yesterday. I'm uh, sorry, uh, uh, Friday. Uh, I needed to go to the AT and T store, and Kevin Epps walked in. Remember Kevin Epps?
1: No, I don't remember. He's Kevin the guy Epps. that.
0: Well, he's the documentary uh, documentarian. I guess you'd call him. He did uh, Straight Out of Hunter Point, if that rings a bell. He's also done no. this new documentary called The Black Rock, which is about black inmates on Alcatraz, and uh, we did the Hyphy show with him. When we were still a pod show, and he walks in and he introduces us to this guy Mike Farah, who is the senior advisor to Gavin Newsom, yeah. and uh, it's like weird stuff in the air, man, weird stuff.
1: Well, you're in San Francisco, so uh, while we're on the subject of food, I'm also well bringing my food story. Yeah, please do. So uh, it appears in there. Uh, there's an article in Slate, uh, and it's fine so- publication. It is actually, and it appears as if as if lard is back in vogue.
0: Yes, it is, and I and I can tell you a story about that as well. But please continue.
1: Well, anyway, they go on and on. And this you can people can look it up on Google. You know, Slate plus lard. You know, you probably have a couple of the writers show up on that list. I had
0: lunch with a Remember, I told you about that place in Amsterdam with the uh, the staff is actually first and second year uh, hotel yeah, yeah. students, right. and on the menu it had. Um, I was there with Christina and Dexter, and on the menu it had lard on, a salad, and it had like avocado and lardons. I'm like, I know what a hard on is, but what's a lardon? And that's uh, essentially little bits of lard. That is it cooked? Little cooked yes, lard? Yes, it's right? cooked lard, yeah. Kind of almost like bacon bits, I guess. Yeah,
1: essentially, except without the meat. Yeah. So, anyway, so they're going on and on about this uh, lard. And, you know, it's a monosaturated fat, it turns out to be good for your blood sugar, it has all these, you know, benefits, and of course we've always known this to a point. And it's not so much that, you know, lard is, uh, I mean, smart money's always used lard for where it's appropriate to be used, but they talk about leaf uh, lard, and which is the beef kidney fat, which is used uh, for all sorts of things, and I've... I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again. Years and years and years ago, I experimented with making French fries because according to French, if you look at the gastronomer or any of these things, you want to use beef kidney fat because it has, a, it has an amazingly high smoke point mm-hmm. and a lot of, um, and the specific heat, which is the amount of heat it can hold without, you know, in other words, you drop stuff into the hot fat. It doesn't cool the fat. You have a real problem with a lot of these oils. Right. Which is why you get greasy food. That the specific heat is crappy, and so when you drop, you get the temperature to three fifty, and you drop some French fries in there, the temperature drops to two fifty instantly. Yeah, right. With this, but it stuff, sucks it, it
0: all up, right? It just
1: yeah, because whether well, that doesn't have it, that won't hold heat, right. and so the so anyway, but this stuff will, and so you could drop it at three fifty, and the temperature probably drops to three forty nine, and three forty nine
0: point seven, I'm told.
1: And so they <laughs> so the French fries, you know, they absorb the the oil. Oil. Huh. Okay, so I went through the process because I was a you know uh, I was more uh, interested in the,
0: interested in the chemistry aspect. Of course, I,
1: I was more I had more. Well, it's just a time-consuming process. I got all this beef kidney fat. I, you had to buy a ton of it, and I had this big deep fat fryer. And it takes about a day to render it. So you so you put the fat in this thing, and you cook and cook and cook, and then the oil starts I'm sorry, coming what off.
0: What do you mean render? I'm only familiar with the term render when it comes to rendering video on Final Cut Pro. You
1: take the fat and you put it in a uh, in the cooker or the, the heater or whatever uh-huh. the deep fat fry and you and you and you, you basically cook it and rendering means it's just to bring the oil out of the fat. So you take and you render the fat, so you get uh-huh. rid of, so you end up with a bunch of oil instead of gobs of fat, and then you pull off whatever is left, which is you know some kind of a mess. Hmm. You 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 get rid of that stuff. Okay, so you've rendered, is, you know, and it's a pr- it's uh, like yeah, so a ten, it's not have, like
0: ten hour process.
1: At least. It took yeah. forever. Yeah. And so now I got this rendered fat, you know, and by the way, if you turn off the thing, it'll turn to rock because it's, you know, it's it's lard. It's yeah. just like the stuff you buy from the store where it says lard it's on like
0: it. It's like the shit I got in my stomach. <laughs> lard.
1: So so anyway, so I, I cook the, this is gonna people are gonna be so disappointed with this story. <laughs> Not yeah. <that> they think <laughs> what a it. wind Maybe I should stop. <laughs>
0: You're still ahead. <laughs> Don't go any so further.
1: So I decided to cook with this stuff. So I did. I tried chicken, and I tried French fries, which are supposed to be ideally cooked with this. And uh, I was highly disappointed. I just didn't think it would. I thought it did left a, even though would, even though it didn't absorb the fat, it left a little coating, and it left it on your mouth when you ate it. Just, Ugh. in other words, this is bull. Don't <laughs> like, use. Don't. <laughs> get some safflower oil or some screw the lard. Cook with
0: that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I we we had a, we made some notes on last week's show. Um, I predicted yeah. that the turnout of the the voter turnout for the European Parliament elections would be rather low. I said it would be about twenty eight percent. I believe. Did you say forty eight percent? I said thirty nine. We said thirty nine. Um so so it's interesting because it, you can google all you want but they don't know because of course they have to t- put all this stuff together and the elections are basically a, it's a three-day process. I think today is actually still a day you can vote in some countries. I could be wrong. Um John, the uh, the consensus so far that I've seen is about 38%. So you were um, very very of course it's shamefully low, but uh, you were very close. So I yeah. give you, I give you props. Big props. Uh, Oops. I don't think they would. Have
1: there we go. The reason to pick that number is because I figured it was going to be low too. But if it was twenty-eight percent, like you predicted, they would fake the numbers. Yeah, to make to it higher. them up. There was no way that they would allow a number like that to get into the public domain, even if it was twenty-eight percent. So, hey, are you downloading
0: something? Are you downloading porn? Or?
1: No, I'm not. But I know that the connection is breaking up.
0: Yeah, it is just a little bit. It's kind of weird. Um, so last night... Are you on Com- Is that
1: Comcast, by the way? Is that a Comcast No, I
0: don't know what it is. It's, you know, it's crap. It's, I gotta get out of this place within a week. Before Thursday, essentially, because, you know, where some people will sell their car because the ashtrays are full. Well, I gotta get out of this apartment because the Wi-Fi sucks. This is just no good. Yeah, you sound like crap. Okay. Well, yeah, thanks. No, actually, on the recording, I'll sound really good. Yeah, I know you will, but I'll sound like crap. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so I saw, nice. Larry, I saw Larry King... ...the other night, and it was this huge conversation, and, and, and they kept talking about you know reality shows, and could we see a suicide, and uh, well, hold on a second. And now, back to real movies. Apparently, Susan Boyle, the Britain's Got Talent um, phenomenon, after losing on last week's finale... I uh, had to go into a mental health center for exhaustion for about five or six days.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that was in the news here,
0: and uh, it was just fascinating to see all of these pundits talking about, um, you know, talking about uh, reality shows and you know how far will we go? And and I and I keep saying we have discussed this maybe somewhere around episode thirty, even as early as that, that the ultimate reality show is. Uh, Death penalty, you know that should be broadcast live. You should do, yeah, you yeah, should do it, the entire death row show. thing, you know. you get voted off. Who goes first? You know. So we got five guys on death <laughs> row, and they have to and they have to do like uh, little, uh, you know. Uh, shh, shh, shh. What's
1: that? It's the electric chair.
0: Yeah. Right. But but you know, so that it's five guys, and the, uh, each each, or maybe we can do fifteen guys. No, thirteen guys because we have a thirteen week run, and they have to do uh, tasks. Right? And then it could be, uh, um, you know, different uh, uh, general knowledge questions. But essentially, you get voted off and you get fried. <laughs> I think it would be a fantastic show. And you watch. It will come. Maybe yeah. even before the end of this show, the end of this show's run, you will see this happen.
1: Yeah. I You know, I've, I've been hopeful, but... i <laughs> <I've> been hopeful. <laughs> It seems unlikely.
0: Damn. Damn, it's unlikely. Um, I got some uh, medical news. This is quite disturbing. Of course, uh, the pharmaceuticals are so out of control, trying to inject us with everything. And uh, uh, now Nigeria, the country that brought you the, uh, the Nigerian princess scam, is suing Pfizer, I don't know if you caught this one. Uh, they filed no. charges against the pharmaceutical company Pfizer, accusing it of carrying out improper trials for anti-meningitis drugs in 1996. So here's the deal. In 96, thousands of people were dying from an outbreak of meningitis across northern Nigeria, and thousands more were paralyzed by the disease. It is a, it is a horrible disease, if not treated properly. So families were urged to take their sick children to Kano's Infectious Diseases Hospital to receive treatment. Uh, But the treatment turned out to be a test, a beta test of Trovan, which was, uh, Pfizer was testing this new antibiotic, uh, gave it to 200 of the sick children, and 50 of them died, of course, and more developed deformities. Uh, Of course, Pfizer denies that, says, oh, it was only 11, come on, stop exaggerating. And uh, so this is a a case that will be very interesting to watch, but it just shows how horrible these uh, these drug companies are. Yeah, very, very cavalier. Uh, let me see there's more I don't want to do more there's a whole bunch of uh, vulnerable kids in some of New York's poorest districts are being forced to take part in HIV drug trials so it's not just happening in Nigeria Uh, but the BBC did a nine month uh, investigation and found out that in New York City HIV positive children some only as old as a few months are enrolled in toxic experiments without consent of guardians or relatives huh (sighs) huh And all of these uh, stories, of course, you can find in uh, in the show notes at uh, noagenda.mevio.com. I'm sorry, there's a hair dryer going on here in the background. Should you be wondering what that sound is? Can't hear it. Okay. So uh, let me. Since
1: we're on real news, we'll play the jingle again. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And now back to real news.
1: Okay, I got I, this. Is my uh, complaint for the? week. I okay. was watching. Uh, Numbers, uh, the finale, and I was wa- well, and well, I'm watching. I'm not familiar with this. What's numbers? Yeah, it's, it's just it's this. You don't need to know. It's like it's just well, It's just another cop drama. Oh, you okay, know. okay. We're not that dissimilar from all the rest of them. But you know, I was watching the NCIS and CIS Miami. Is I think CIS Miami is where this began. But there's this scene that is cropping up. Over and over and over and over in all these cop dramas, and it is driving me nuts. <laughs> okay. It's the f- flashlight scene. These guys, these cops. There's usually four or five of them. They got flashlights, which, by the way, they're holding upside down like a like know, a weapon,
0: a like a weapon
1: in your hand, like a normal with what's in the palm of your hand. Your palms up. Yeah. It's the Where mag. You, it's, it's the mag the light. Flashlight yeah. Right, you could grab it and use it as a club that way mm-hmm. instead, you have the flashlight upside down, in other words, your palm is on top of the flashlight and you're holding it over your head what and and what this is what I'm thinking this is the scene, is the scene. all these cop do the same. every cop is holding the flashlight in this kind of upside down manner over their head, so it looks a little like the Statue of Liberty <laughs> <laughs> seriously. And here's the kicker to this. So, all these cops come with the flashlights. Every one of these shows has this scene. They go in, first they clear the place, and then they wander around with flashlights looking for clues. Turn on the freaking light. There's <laughs> yeah, a <really>? light <laughs> switch. <laughs> turn on the light why are you wandering around with these flashlights over your head when there's a light there every one of these shows does that over and over and over and they that is this adding mystery or suspense is this a dramatic moment who dreamed up this to begin with
0: oh that's that's a good observation man it's beyond me i can't take it anymore when i see these scenes oh man you know that in the 90s uh, there was a lot of like these g- hip hop gangster movies, and the thing that always got me is whenever you see a hip hop gangster dude with, a, with a, a gun, with a handgun, usually like a Glock or some other type of automatic pistol, they always hold it, uh, horizontal. Yeah. It's yeah. like you cannot, you cannot shoot accurately that way. It's the stupidest thing in the not. world. You know, you can't shoot accurately. And I'm like, wh- who made that shit up?
1: I don't know, but I do know this Numbers is done by Tony and Ridley Scott, and mm. they're using this stupid, this stupid gimmick of having people in a room. Dark <laughs> Turn on the, the light. <laughs> Turn on the light, you idiots.
0: <laughs> uh, that goes right along with the five-minute DNA analysis. It's right, right, <laughs> right, right in that, DNA now. Right in that. You know, I think
1: a lot of these things, they have these, these places are so dimly lit, there's nobody, I don't know I mean, I don't necessarily think we can go back to the days of Hawaii Five-O, where the <laughs> office is actually well lit, like yeah. a real office.
0: With like uh, fluorescent lighting. <laughs> da 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 you know, da It lights the place da, up da, da, a little da, da, bit da. instead of this dark, grim place where <laughs> everybody's in shadows. M- mood lighting and dimmers at CSI. <laughs> it... um this just came in uh 2 days ago you know I, I know a reasonable amount about weather and you know the most imp- particularly as an airman when flying you know you want to stay away from the cumulus nimbus and this has uh, been in the news recently with flight 447 and um there's a new type of cloud that they um that they, they they've actually given a name to it uh the mm. asperitus clouds so let me just read this. This is from the... Uh, what is this from? Uh, Daily Mail. Okay, so take it with a grain of asparagus. Whipped into fantastical shapes... And the, the picture is beautiful. I'll Skype you in a second. These clouds hang over the darkening landscape like the harbingers of a mighty storm. But despite, despite their stunning and frequent appearances... The formations have yet to be officially recognized with a name. They've been seen all over Britain in different forms, from Snowdonia to the Scottish Highlands and other parts of the world, such as New Zealand, but usually break up without producing a storm. Let me... uh, The picture is just outrageously beautiful. And I have not seen these clouds personally, and I do a fair amount of flying. Hold on, why is this not giving me the link? Um, So, uh, you know, in, uh, in July, when I go back, I will definitely take a look I mean these things are just outrageous and so I guess they're calling them asparagus clouds look at these look, things it's yeah, very it's, it's kind of like um Independence Day or Doomsday or whatever where I actually have a picture of these clouds I take pictures I mean this
1: is everyone's gonna think I'm really nutty now but I take pictures of clouds like all the time
0: yeah for I have you, a huge collection yeah you put them next to your collection of train pictures <laughs> and train whistles <laughs> when I'm yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yes, when I'm not cleaning the sink, <laughs> so, um, or making travel lists. So yeah, yeah. This I, I, once in a while these is weird. I, this is a pretty good one. So do this you is, do, do do think notes.
0: that this is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely check that out in the show notes. Do you think this might be have something to do with you know the changing of polarity of the Earth and all this different type of stuff that's going on? I mean, this seems like a a, a phenomenon that that would have something to do with that. I don't know. Or is it maybe some kind of wind changes? I mean, it's really, really amazing when you look at these pictures. Well, I'm baffled by
1: them, too. Hmm. You don't see them that often. But they're really pretty when you do. I mean, they're like dynamo. But any single yeah, you've like, actually seen them. I'm sure you have. You just haven't noticed them because, generally speaking, they're not so dramatically lit as in this particular uh, picture. In the yeah, mirror. I'm sure
0: these are uh, these are graded for. But uh, if you
1: look at the second picture there, the one that's underneath with the buildings, you've seen that before. That kind uh, of thing. Let me see.
0: Yeah, yeah. But well, th- this is also taken from that second picture. Is take isn't uh, either from uh, a top floor of a building. Yeah, probably top floor of a building. I'll be, picture, I'll be on the lookout. I'll be on the lookout. That second
1: picture looks a little Photoshopped, too, for some reason. I'm not yeah. totally convinced. But look at right the one picture. below it.
0: Yeah, the one below it. Which? But this, but this could be the first new classification of a cloud type in 50 years. You know, whenever that stuff happens, it's you know, it's like a, you know, like I remember when uh, Pluto was a planet, and then, of course, I remember when Pluto was no longer a planet. Yeah, yeah, that's big one, stuff. The one
1: below it looks like another picture of the, it looks like the same as the one above it. So how, how long it'll do you only think? Only taken two seconds later.
0: How long do you think uh, it'll take before this is uh, classified as another result of uh, global warming? Oh,
1: I'm surprised it's not in the article.
0: Yeah, oh, Actually, it might be.
1: <laughs> but the, uh, you know, what you're looking at, it seems to me on that one, the, the dramatic picture is a funnel cloud. Because that thing looks like it's Hard forming. to tell.
0: Yeah, it's hard to tell if it's going down <laughs> or not. It could be. Could be. One time I was flying into
1: Chicago <clears throat> on some carrier, some and you know the the, the, the uh, Lake Michigan keeps you know tornadoes from go- coming into Chicago for because for, of microclimate. And I swear to God, we ke- it was in the morning. It was an early flight, and it was really w- interestingly lit. I'm sorry, it, John. When was it? It was a. Interestingly, lit early no. in the morning. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, so I, need,
1: uh, I needed the excuse. Yeah. Sorry. So anyway, so I'm looking, and there was like I must have seen there must have been 50 final clouds.
0: It was, I, it was yeah. beautiful. I've I've flown. Um, I flew underneath the storm front once, coming back from Cannes uh, in my own plane with a with a safety pilot. And um, we were right underneath this front, uh, about to cross into, um, uh, across into a controlled zone, so we had to be pretty low. But there were actual little wisps of funnel clouds, maybe only three feet long. And it was the most spectacular sight. You see these thing just kind of forming, you know, just underneath this, uh, this storm system. It's really beautiful.
1: Yeah. No, it's a real attractive uh, formation. There was actually one that touched down in the bay once, and I actually I did get a picture of it. Huh. Um, It's pretty rare to get funnel clouds around here, but this one was forming in the middle of the bay, and uh, it just was like, you know, it never did anything. I mean, we've had water spouts occasionally, Mm -hmm. but it's like once every five years, or there's a report of when they only last for like four or five minutes.
0: Speaking of water uh, and San Francisco, Californians' thirst for water has pushed salmon and other fish to the brink of extinction, according to a federal agency on Thursday, as it directed officials to cut water supplies to cities and farms to save several species. Oh, yeah? Which ones? Okay. Um, The state faces a water crisis, third year of the drought, add climate change, of course, and a growth population to the mix. Uh, The fate of some salmon, salmon runs look untenable without change. This is the National Marine Fisheries Service, who has uh, ordered this as a part of a long-running court battle over salmon. Hmm.
1: Yeah, salmon is having problems.
0: I didn't even know we had salmon here. I thought that was like Nova Scotia and Norway and stuff.
1: No, no, there's a lot of salmon in California, especially uh, the northern part of the state, and also uh, Oregon and Washington, mostly Washington. That's where you get the best salmon.
0: You know what's handy about this uh, paper towel roll as a mic stand? is when I need to blow my nose, I have the paper towel right here. Oh, you actually still have paper towels. Oh, on. yeah, the mic is clipped onto the paper towel itself. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Classy. <laughs> North Korea agrees to uh, enter talks with South Korea. God, I've so got to call Uncle Don. I'm yeah, I so wish you lame. would. You know, yeah. let's get into it.
1: this thing. I want to visit North Korea and and drink uh, Bordeaux wine with Kim Jong Il. I don't okay. see any reason. <laughs> I don't like
0: see that. why we can't do that. I wish it, you know, Uncle Don should be able to hook that up. I mean, let's be honest. So
1: here's the here's the reason that this comes up into the conversation. I've been meaning to talk about it.
0: We did we uh, did talk about this previously.
1: No, no, we talked about it off the air. I, Are I, you sure? I'm pretty yeah.
0: sure we talked no, about it I on the air. I specifically
1: wrote it down that we were going to talk about it because it was something I wanted to talk about. Okay. I'll I mean, if you want, but you, you tell gonna, the
0: story and I'll watch the Twitter.
1: So the idea is that Kim Jong Il apparently is a Bordeaux collector, and. uh I have to assume if that's the case, he probably doesn't get the taste with too many people that have, you know, a trained palate or he, anyone. Who he doesn't have
0: a him. lot of friends hanging out from the well, West. Well, he probably does have a lot of <laughs> friends,
1: but they're probably just yes men. Uh-huh.
0: And, oh, yeah, uh, no one who would just say, hey, dude, Kim Jong, this is corked. This is, court. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this court, is man, corked, man, and you're liking it? Yeah. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the whole reason why you think he's just no. He's got-
1: the whole reason why is because I'll bet you that he's got some extremely mm-hmm. uh, desirable Bordeaux in his cellar that he probably needs to have an inventory taken by someone who actually you know no, of, knows what he's doing. Yeah, and I think it would be a. And I also think that he would like most wine drinkers, and I, I can assure you. And by the way, if the guy's a Bordeaux
0: aficionado, he can't be all bad. He can't be a total jackass. I agree. You know, because you got to have some love in you somewhere if you have appreciation for that stuff. It seems to me. So anyway,
1: the point is, is that... Um you need some, you know. Most wine drinkers, and because I, I have a lot of friends who that collect ex- extremely expensive bottles, and they don't really have, and they, you know, they don't can't casually open these bottles because you have too much respect for the wine because it should be shared because every so you can sit around and go, yeah, "Wow, this is course, good." Yeah, it is good.
0: <laughs> hey, and, let's let's hit that red button, Kim Jong. This <laughs> this shit's good.
1: So. um uh, so it seems to me that, you know, he, you know, besides the fact that he's got some lieutenants, I'm sure, that have developed a palate, uh, they could use an outside guy to come in and, you know, to have a few bottles with them. And I, just, I would only be there for a couple of days. And, you know, I mean, I... I, I, I
0: you won't overstay your welcome or anything. I'm not
1: going to stick around. <laughs> I'm going to get in and get out, you know I'm yeah, fine. Right.
0: I will call Uncle Don. First I got to, you know, bring him up to date on my personal situation, which is why I haven't called. You know, it's like one of those calls to the family you just don't really want to make. And uh oh, by the way, uh GD Harbin says have not heard this story yet on the show. Okay, good. See? Yeah, you're right. Um so uh, and I I I promise you I I will ask him if it's possible for you uh, to go and uh, and have a Bordeaux tasting with Kim Jong il right. I promise you. and you know what you could actually save the world in the process. imagine you know and maybe if I went along it would be even better you know so we'd be we'd be blowing on the Bordeaux say, hey yo Kim Jong dude, you know just so you know it's like this is kind of, you kind of like freaking people out over <laughs> over in the, in the states and stuff you know can you just like like ease back on this shit?
1: I think that you know there's also the possibility that he wants to move to Gstaad, Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of friends Just there saying. I hear. Just saying. Uh-huh. Anyway, so the point is, is that I think it would be worthwhile for him and be, for me. And I, you know, the only drawback, of course, is that it had to be, you know, completely debriefed every time when I came back from the State Department. It would be grilling me about. It. So, I, so, what color was his socks? Yeah. Uh, Did you see any like,
0: guys that looked just like him? Are you sure it was the <laughs> right? real one? Any
1: duplicates? <laughs> is <there> any clones <laughs> walking like, I didn't around? See much. Now, the, one of the reasons I wanted to go to Korea, North Korea is because I, there was a, a, a Globe Tracker show, or one of the or rough travels, rough, rough or one, guide, you know, rough guide, uh, and these they went to North Korea. They had permission, they, you know, as opposed to these two people who just got arrested. Uh, and they were floating around, and it seemed to me as though there was a there was a, a kind of the Koreans have kind of a weird and charming sense of humor. Uh huh. And uh, they uh, had a lot of footage of these guys, you know, various Car- North Koreans that were just making fun of the uh, of the camera crew, uh-huh. uh, you know, m- mostly in some sort of self mocking manner like, oh, aren't we dangerous? You know, <laughs> yeah.
0: kind of Ooh, look at us. We're <laughs> cracking open Bordeaux
1: anyway. So yeah. it'd be fun to go there, I think.
0: You got any notes?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I got a few things. I mean, uh, there's a good story in the Toronto Sun. I wish I could credit. I forgot who sent this to me. Apparently, uh, the hookers.
0: Oh, I saw this article. Yes, they're down to from sixty bucks for a BJ to five bucks. Yeah, Carrie Lutz, I guess. Yes, our, yeah, our, our New York research uh, department. Yeah, he
1: uh, has got found the Toronto Sun article. Yeah, well, not five bucks, but yeah, I guess the people are bargaining at sixty dollars. It says it, it right.
0: It says it right there in the in the article that the drag queen. Uh, was really Trump. pissed off. He said, "You know, I don't put on makeup and my best dress for for five bucks." And it, rightly so.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the Toronto Sun, by the way, is the Canadian equivalent of the
0: Daily Mail. Is, is prostitution legal in uh, ca- ca- Canada? Uh, you know, the
1: prostitution's not per se legal, but there's some. It's, it's a gimmick. The way they have the law written, it was explained to me. I used to write for the Vancouver Sun, and I. And is that I go like to the, the the
0: Sun of the UK?
1: No, the Vancouver uh, Sun was actually the good paper. It was uh, the pro okay. pro, the, pro the province the province Pro-Bons. which is the other paper was the was the was the tabloid. Uh-huh. But I think that's changed. But anyway, that the editor explained to me some the way it works in Canada, and it was like, and it was kind of convoluted. And I wish maybe I could get it on paper so we could put it in the show notes. But apparently, it's not illegal to take money for sex, but it's illegal to, to solicit.
0: Maybe well,
1: there's a lot of solicitation that goes on. So that it, it was. Some it was there was a there was <laughs> you're a,
0: reliably informed.
1: Well, what can I say? There was a there, you, they're all over the place. But I was it was just it was some crazy twist that made it quasi legal. So there was never any you know there wasn't it wasn't considered right. you know yeah, the way the United you know. States where, where they'll pick your car up in the
0: United States if you oh oh please for you're on Dateline you get on Dateline if you do that shit they 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 get hidden camera footage and then they shame you publicly. Listen. Go and Google rape Holland or rape Canada or rape Australia. It is just a fact that if you allow this and don't make it a big deal, that it lowers all kinds of sexual crime.
1: Yeah, in Nevada, we where it is legal uh, in all but a couple of counties, uh, the 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 uh, sex crimes is almost zero.
0: Yeah. It was funny. Um, oh, I think dude. that's because they
1: want to keep the the public fearful and and you know, in terror terrorize the public. Well, I, the- I
0: don't see how that. I mean, it's you really think is that what it's for? It just seems like it's holier than thou crap. So what it
1: is, I mean, that's what happens. That's a result, and it's just you add two and two. So why don't we, you know, change I saw, the law?
0: I saw a link. I'm looking for it right now. There was a bill that was passed. Um, hold on, let me find this because this go this is right along with this story. Uh, shit, I clicked it. I didn't mean to close that one. Uh, of course, this is not very smart of me to now be crunching bandwidth. Uh, so we'll find the, the bill, and I forget which state, but as it's loading, uh, I'll get that for you. Um, apparently, there was an incident with... Uh, hold on. Uh, here we go. Bill banning semen throwing. In Oregon, House Bill 247 is on its way to the governor. It will now what? be... A, yes. Bill 24, 2478... Uh, it will now be a sex crime to propel a, quote, dangerous substance at another person. And this uh, follows on an incident of semen throwing. Um, this is between monkeys, or what's well, uh, the deal? Well, let me read it for you. So, Salem, Oregon, usually politicians love the sound of their own, voice, own voices. Shut up, you. <laughs> but not so when the topic is proposed new. Oh, no, no, hold on. Uh,. The bill made its way through two committees, committees, one Senate floor vote, two uh, House floor votes. Um, here we go. I have to find what the incident was. Um, but essentially, um, the bill is now being passed that you may not uh, let me see if we get the exact language. Uh, you may not uh, throw with any propelling force semen at another person. So, I mean, what kind of
1: law is this? What is wrong with these people in well, Oregon? It's
0: known as the Bukake <laughs> bill, actually, uh, John. It's, uh, oh, I'm sorry, reference beyond your uh, knowledge of porn.
1: Never heard of it. Bukake? Okay, just get back to the story.
0: Google this. B u k a k k e. No, no, I'm not googling anything. It's just, <laughs> you're, you're
1: disgusting the audience.
0: I'm not. This, this is a serious. This is real news. This is a serious bill. Here. The proposed new law, nobody wants to talk about, of course, go figure, would make it a second-degree sex abuse crime to propel, quote, a dangerous substance at another person. How the dangerous substance, is it? The substance being... Well, somebody going to well, slip and It could fall, have AIDS. No no, this is how, no, no, John, this You're is how they do me. it. No, this is how they do it. Of course, it could be AIDS. The substance being semen or other bodily fluid flung out of sexual desire. So, the question is... Is it illegal if you actually throw it with your hand, or if it is e- e- ex- exuded from your body? You know, when is it the crime? Oh. This is crazy. Who's how's it going to be? Who's going who's gonna to enforce this crime? Okay, here it is. The proposed Hello, law. Uh, here, police department. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> here it is. The proposed law follows an incident last June when a man threw his semen on a mother in a Portland area Target store her little girl saw it first the man was convicted of assault (sighs) and now this crime will fall into the category of sexual assault the bodily fluid in in question was not the same thing as throwing a coke at somebody (laughs) no (laughs) My God, what is go- What is happening in the world? This is <laughs>
1: outrage. Well, they try to make everything a sex crime nowadays. If you're peeing in the park, it's oh, a sex, sex crime. crime. Yeah, of course. Which because, trivializes and marginalizes real sex crimes, which I think is the idea. Oh, so you have every other jerk off around the you know, San Francisco Bay Area is a sex criminal that's on, this, on some list that you can look up on the internet you know and you can't get work she reminds me of talking about not getting work there was I, I unfortunately made a clip and I can't i lost it I but there's a bunch of commercials going on now about how important it is you get all three of your you know you gotta get all three of your credit reports because two of them you know may be wrong or one of them I mean for one thing it's this this argument that you need all three credit reports just to be safe yeah bull is like what you mean you tell me that these things aren't accurate <sighs> Any one of them is not accurate. So, them, so why are we even using them? But the thing that they're promoting now more than anything, which is a fact, which is that you might not get a job if you have a crappy credit report or score. What? A crappy- what? Yes. Oh There's a lot of employers now are checking credit scores, which is like a new phenomenon over the last decade or two. And if your credit score is not up to snuff, they can refuse to hire you. That's crazy.
0: Hey, I just received a, um, a printout, um, from Air France 447, uh, a printout of its altitude and airspeed, and I'm trying to parse this, um, wow. So, you know, you've been hearing on the news about these 24 fault reports that the airplane sent out to home base before, uh, they lost contact? I, I gotta take some time and, and, uh and parse this but right away i'm seeing number 34 we have a TCAS fault which is very important that's a traffic collision avoidance system so it could have crashed into something um wow i'm sorry i'm not i wasn't prepared for this but it looks like airspeed got very very low well we can do it on yeah well, we'll do it on thursday but that's that's great that there's uh there is information coming out about this because I still believe this is all part of the Boeing Airbus uh, fight. So uh, now we've had an Airbus. Uh, Boeing next, everybody. Stay away from Boeings. Well,
1: that's pretty hard to do if you go anywhere.
0: Yeah, well, I, I know. But, dude, did you see this Leo Laporte thing? I maybe don't want to talk about it. Did you see this video where he just. Like, yeah, I posted it. F- oh, okay. Where he freaks out at Mike errington yeah! Wow! Yeah, it was pretty funny. Jesus! No, it's not. I feel really bad, Leo. Like he was pissed off. I've never heard him use the a word or fu or any of that.
1: Yeah, no, I know. That's what made it more impactful.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> on the, the blog,
1: org slash blog, go check it out. I say also have some least. commentary to add to it. By the way, we have all the comments are interesting because there's about 80 of them. Mm-hmm. And everybody's saying, you know, you know, they all said just what you said, which is why I never heard that before. It must have been, you know, really bad and this and that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's amazing. Everybody loves Leo. It's like, we yeah, it's, be a it's so out of character. <laughs>
0: everybody loves Leo. <laughs> that should be. That's like a South Park show, isn't it? Kind of like from the creators of South Park. Everybody loves Leo. So uh, and anyway, but nobody
1: likes Arrington. So I guess it's no, <laughs> no. Just hey, way- uh,
0: you know what we should do? Um, and that's another one for the armory. I think it's time I'd,
1: we. Well, uh, uh, you know, I, I thought we were going to not use these this jingle. This is I, not we, the I,
0: jingle. This is when we've used before. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take it back. If I could, I'd. I'll cut it out of the show.
1: No, it's okay. Um, it was just like yeah, an identifier. We, yeah. No, it's an identifier. But I, you know, I'm we, sorry.
0: I'm sorry. You're right. We've analyzed it. The jingles don't work.
1: No, the jingles don't work. In my, you know, and, and in fact, I talked. In fact, I just did a back and forth with our uh, with uh, the Jeff Smith. Yeah, I saw with that. Jeff, and you know, he's uh, in agreement that the uh, jing- the jingle uh, is uh, kind of trivializes and uh,
0: the importance of what we're what we're doing here.
1: Right. Yeah. And uh, we do have some, uh, I'm going to bring up the list on Thursday, but we do have some new contributors, including uh, some interesting numbers. Good. And uh, But we do need, and, and we got some new subscribers. We actually had a pretty good week. We do need uh, to, con- ke- unfortunately, we have to keep hounding people because uh, it's we It's just have not
0: to- enough. It's not even anywhere near enough.
1: Yeah, we don't get the kind of numbers that, you know, a uh, a good charity gets, that's for sure. Right and um so we need to get some uh, more uh, income from people at slash uh, na or noagenda.library.com and uh, if you can subscribe i'm going to add some new things this week i've been promising to do this uh, i'm going to add a uh, some subscriptions that are hot. people say why don't i don't like paying 2 bucks a month i'd rather pay 20 and so i'm thinking well okay so i'm going to add some new options uh, new options good there including again. the long-term knighthood and some other things that people want to. Now, uh,
0: we have had an ongoing dialogue about our premiums, and uh, and I have I'm very very serious now. We, we've talked about flatware and we've talked about a, a no agenda ugly stick, but the Hema underwear, I believe we can actually pull off, and I can have a shipment sent. I think we should do a limited run, and I can get very, very, very inexpensive embroidery done and I, th- I think we should go I know you don't want to, but I think we should go for the embroidery, the no agenda on the crotch.
1: Well, like the one guy who said, you know there's another good one you put on the, on the crotch, which should be uh... or on the ass, we could do it on the ass. Well the one but I'm just saying the, the one yeah. that's th- kind of funny which I've seen kind of uh, cartoons about it it's a it's a internet joke it says 403
0: forbidden <laughs> well on the front there should be 404 not found that would be even the- <laughs>
1: yeah that's good that's insulting yeah, okay yeah <laughs> so um,
0: <laughs> i like that
1: <laughs> anyway the uh yeah but we have to decide what kind of hema underwear because you seem to like the the, the big giant Thing. They're not
0: big and giant. They have like legs, you know, they, they look kind of If you're a tall guy like myself, you know, kind of breaks up the legs. So maybe we have two. We have one for guys like you, which is kind of the, essentially the Ron Jeremy black version version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, me and Ron Jeremy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you'll be hanging. And then, uh, and then we should have the, uh, you know, the, the, the wilt, the stilt um with legs we can get both it's not a problem
1: all right well anyway the we, there seems to be a lot of uh response to the hema underwear yes
0: people are liking the idea
1: because but you know to be honest about it, they won't regret it because no. this like you and i both agree even it's though we not don't shit styles, it, it's a great it's, premium it's a great product yes if we actually you we probably go into business and make more money than doing this show <laughs> sure. just selling the damn underwear
0: <laughs> You know, it's funny because you were you, know, uh, you were talking about uh, uh, purchasing Marks and Sparks underwear previous to your Hema discovery, and I was unpacking my my house, which is consists of three cases on wheels, and I actually saw that previous to my Hema underwear purchases, I have Marks and Sparks. So yeah. we we really are lost souls. Of well, the, the, the thing the is we're
1: not alone in this, by the way, no. obviously. Otherwise, they wouldn't be making this damned underwear. But the uh, fact of the matter is... Uh, <laughs> My the, mom would be so proud. <laughs> the HEMA folks have taken up the gauntlet. They're the ones that are doing the good underwear yeah. now, and it's only in Holland. Yeah. And, but everybody who's a big worldwide traveler, I'm sure, once they find out about it, this is what they're buying. Because you got to buy underwear somewhere. Yeah. Now, when I was a little kid, by the way, it used to be <laughs> pennies.
0: Pennies, yes, I remember. Even when I was a kid, Pennies. Yeah, you when bet I was a ya.
1: kid, my parents, oh, your Pennies underwear is the best.
0: Do you remember uh, Keds shoes? Yeah, I do remember Keds. I think they're still in business. Yeah. And wasn't it Kinney's? Wasn't Kinney's the shoe store? And it was so cool, you'd go to the shoe store, and you put your foot in the in, the, in the foot in the x-ray machine. machine,
1: and be irradiated. No, 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 no.
0: And it, it would go, <laughs> and it would measure your foot exactly. Oh, and then no, you'd... I
1: never had that. We used to have, I was when I was a, ki- Wait, when ah, I was a when kid. When you were a kid. We actually had those things that were like x-ray machines. <laughs> You'd stick your feet in there, and it was like uh, it would give you a, a shot of, you know, you could look down, and you could see how, how the
0: foot <sighs> looked in, in the shoe. Brandon Leedy just uh, Twittered and said, I think people would be more willing to donate if we knew where the money is going. Well, so right now it's going nowhere. <laughs> <We> just, <laughs> it's I don't even, It's going. just sitting in the, in, in the PayPal account, but I guess we eat from it. Technic well, not really directly, but we, we should. Haven't,
1: yeah, we haven't taken anything out of the no, PayPal yet. We haven't. But where's yeah. it going? It's yeah. paying for the show. We got to do. We got to get some money for this thing.
0: So maybe, maybe we. Uh,
1: there's a bunch of guys that, that, that have written in. Not a bunch. There's a couple of twelve-year-olds that have been, <laughs> I don't see you guys need any money. Oh
0: yeah, right. Thanks.
1: We should just be working for him yeah. for free. Yeah, yeah, right, pal. Exactly. Sure. Why does PBS need money? Where does the money go? Yeah. It goes for equipment. It goes to pay the people that do the shows. And beautiful offices. Yeah, they get the offices. We don't have that. We're nope. not going to be put into it. Dude,
0: dude, we're using a freaking towel, paper towel roll for mic stands. I mean, do I have to make it any more clear what's happening here?
1: <laughs> Please. devorkorg slash NA. Give us a hand, will you?
0: Excellent. What else Please, you got on appreciate. your list, Johnny? I think we should do another 10, 15 minutes. We're trying to keep these shows moving.
1: Uh well I gotta go back to the list. Why don't you pull yours up?
0: <laughs> I'll leave that one alone. Uh <laughs> let me see. Hey. I think I got most of the good stuff. There maybe be uh, hold on, let me go to my backup list here. So I,
1: okay, let me tell you the story. Okay. So last time we did the show we did a bunch of squirrels material, right? Yeah. By the way, I left two or three of the squirrel stories out. That was two shows ago. Okay, so here's the here's the interesting thing that happened after the squirrel stories, which were all provided by my wife instantly. I swear to God, this is true. So the day after we did the squirrel show, she's driving in. she's driving my daughter to school and she's going down the road at high speeds and a squirrel. And this is a true story. Jumps onto the road and starts to zigzag across in front of her, back and forth, left and right, to the point where she can't really avoid the squirrel. <laughs> she drives, she figures she can right. straddle the squirrel. Straddle the squirrel, everybody. And as she does, the squirrel makes a hard right turn, and oh, she r- crushes the oh. squirrel with her right front tire. <laughs> A mile later, the tire blows up. No way. She goes off the side of the road. She's causing my daughter to miss half the day and it just becomes a fiasco. Wait, wait, she, she whole- actually
0: drove off the road? Yeah, she, she, the tire blew oh, up. Oh, oh, she, oh, she, oh, she, but she didn't like skid off. She just pulled over to the side.
1: Yeah. She, I okay. don't know right. that she was All in right. the spin or anything. <laughs> but anyway, it ruined the day because it was like a fiasco to get a tire because it wasn't like a tire you could repair. It actually blew up. And um, it was just a, so we're not doing any more. Uh, I, I'm figuring there's some some karma involved with squirrels that we're not doing any more squirrel stories. Well, ever.
0: We, well, we know exactly. That just goes to show. Yeah, you never know. You never know when the when the when the the evil squirrel will strike. Job hunting in a recession is a tough assignment. With almost 1 in 10 people out of work in the U.S., it takes more than a spruced-up CV, a tidy haircut, or a smart new suit to stand out from the crowd these days. But luckily, doctors in the U.S., according to the fine British publication The Telegraph, have found a new way to give the unemployed a leg up with a so-called Botox bailout. Offering thousands of dollars worth of free Botox injections, liposuctions, and other cosmetic procedures to ensure they look their very best and perhaps a little more youthful at interviews. (laughs) (laughs) They all look like Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can you get a boob job with that as well? I mean, that'll get you a job. If you want to fix something, do that.
1: Let's be honest. Well, definitely would be get your attention.
0: So more than 1,200 people have responded to Dr. Shapiro's offer, writing to say they deserve the treatment, and he selected 50... In- talk about a premium. He selected 50 individuals who will each receive up to $3,000 worth of cosmetic procedures. Hmm. And as he said, it was hard not to cry while reading some of the stories. And even though that... I'm not an emotional man. No, no kidding. <sighs>
1: By the way, when anybody sends us something to uh, discuss on the show, please put the words—excuse me—the words "no agenda" in the subject line, so it's easier easy to find the uh, things that we want to bring them up later.
0: And then one last bit of uh, of total real news. And now back to real news. We lost a very, very fine actor from my uh, from my youth. Not many people remember him. He was, of course, the Kung Fu dude, uh, David Carradine. Uh, apparently, suicided himself in a hotel room in Thailand by well, hanging.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, it's questionable whether it was suicide. Well, they're, they're investigating. Duh, it duh. But he, the, the one I was listening to, to uh, one of the local talk show guys, and he was he was aghast at, at the New York Post's headline.
0: Oh, wait I'm a minute! <laughs> what what? This New York Post, well known for. Uh, Headless Headlines. body found in topless bar. Yes, right.
1: <laughs> which, by the way, I had a copy of that. You have that one? Oh, it's it's famous. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, uh, and it was the headline, which is distasteful. Hung Fu. Oh my God, those guys have no freaking shame, do they? Hung <laughs> Fu. So um, anyway, I, I was going to ask myself, although I ended up having to course because it, it is there's something funny about it. And I'm sure um, Carradine would, would, would approve.
0: Yeah, well, it, it, you know, there's all this talk of maybe it was a, you know, a sex thing, kind of like Michael Hutchins from In Excess, where, you know, hanging himself uh, for auto asphyxiation at orgasm, which I we really got to try that sometime. It's, it's got to keep the show going. It's on the should. list. It's on the list so. Do it later. So if you find me hanging one day, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't really do it myself. <laughs> Um World Health Organization's pandemic alert scale Geneva says within days they might declare level 6 for the first time in their history for what yeah, for the for the the, the flu swine flu up on the, why don't they just
1: pack it in and say they were wrong
0: they, they can't apparently they just can't admit it and it's like these guys jobs depend on it oh crap you know we started we started this now we have of global to finish warming it. So Yeah, so it's North America, Australia, and Chile, 21,940 cases, 125 deaths. Dude, that's less than normal flu, and that's the pandemic. They can't give up because they've got to support all these deals with the pharmaceuticals for all of these stupid uh, inoculations, for the vaccinations.
1: I mentioned this last week, or last Thursday, Mm -hmm. they want to do three shots a year
0: now. Jesus, you're kidding me.
1: No, it was like an, an article. Three shots a year. They're they're going to advocate three sh- three
0: flu shots. What do you need three flu? You only need one during the flu season. Well, the question is, advocate or uh, mandate? Mandate. That's well, the question.
1: they would in the, in the U.S. They have a lot of trouble getting a mandated flu shot because there's just not. It's, that's just not going to happen? It's
0: unconstitutional,
1: especially after that that fiasco with the swine flu. Sometime I think it was back in the '70s where they had the oh, the swine flu is going to kill 76,
0: everybody. '76, I think. It and was. the shots killed more people yep. than the flu did. Yep. 76, I believe, John.
1: In fact, uh, I was working in a uh, an enforcement agency of at the time. And wait, wait, of the whoa,
0: whoa, 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 what, whoa, whoa. Which enforcement agency were you working at? Air Pollution Control District. Okay, hello. I'm Agent Dvorak, Air Pollution Control Enforcement a, I, I Agency.
1: I air pollution uh, inspector. Did you, have, did you yeah. have
0: APE on your jacket? Air Pollution Enforcement? <laughs> <laughs> that should have. Now, nowadays, they would do that. APE.
1: Everybody's got to have their own jacket. <laughs>
0: With an emblem and a nice little uh, ID tag. Cool. Duh. All right. We, let's do one more. I'm sure you got something on your list to wrap this up. Uh,
1: no, you, I, you do. I don't. I, I, I,
0: I think I'm toasted, man. I think that's it. Live
1: Free or Die Hard. That's the name of the movie.
0: Ah. I just, uh, I well, I do, I, I do have the official, and this is posted on uh, on the drop, which is no agenda. Drop. There was a no agenda chat. Oh, crap. I don't remember what it is. I think it's no agenda chat.com. Uh, John C. Dvorak's travel list. Someone's actually published your travel list, John. Would you well, like they to hear don't, it? I don't. It's never been published. Well, it is never... now. There's a published list. Well, ready? It's not my list. Are you ready?
1: Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. It's these items list. must be done and
0: checked off before. Uh, uh, before going on a trip. One, wake up. Two, scratch. Three, fart. Four, pee. Eat and then take meds. Things to turn off. Wi-Fi. Wife. <laughs> Shut down the meth lab. Things to put out. Trash. Wife. <laughs> Bills. Cigar. Things to walk. Wife. Neighbor. Kids. Things to feed. Me. And things to do. Make new list. Yes. Yeah, okay, cute. That is cute. There's a bunch of stuff I'm working on for Thursday um, uh, regarding Madoff. Of course, sentencing coming up in the next two weeks. Oh, that's uh, right.
1: Your theory is he's not going to get sentenced. He's going to be put into an international tribunal, and yeah. I don't see that happening. The
0: IFC, the International Financial Court, I believe uh, that is what they're going to have to announce because they have no way to to know how, how can you sentence the guy if there was no trial. You know, They don't know exactly what he did, where the money went. Yeah. Um, so uh keeping my eye on that. Uh there was something else that I was working on. I have been I've been I've been working a lot, you know, for the show that we shouldn't get paid for. Let's
1: see. I haven't got too much. I, I thought I had I think I'm forgetting something. <laughs> Check your list. I'm looking at the list. It just says to walk the dog, walk my wife and the kids. <laughs>
0: And turn off the Wi-Fi got a and your wife.
1: Index is coming my way. Oh, here you. it is. It's yeah.
0: Oh, well, really? Yeah. I saw that email.
1: Jackie was the one. She, that was yeah. She did resign.
0: Props. That's right. That was uh, spectacular. What? Uh, and this is all the Telegraph, by the way. They're the ones that blew that wide open. And I give them props. You know, that's some. It's you know, it's minor in the in the grand scheme of how evil governments can be. But it really was very effective because this really, really woke the public up, you know, and and I was in the UK for about a day and just everyone was talking about it and just like, you know, they're really outraged. Um, so there's a story here, gold panic inside the Oval Office and apparently the Germans are demanding that gold bullion held in US custodial accounts be returned to their owners with physical gold being shipped back to Germany. So this, of course, has to do with the false price of gold. Which you, know, you can, you, when you buy gold on the open markets, you don't actually buy the gold. You buy a, a computer entry in a spreadsheet that says, "Okay, here's some gold." Uh, well, but it's that's not,
1: not necessarily true. You bought gold, and you have
0: a real gold. Yeah, no, but that's bricks. that's different from you know what you when you go when you call your broker and say buy gold, he's not actually buying the physical gold in 9 out of 10 cases. If you call Midas Resources, Inc., yeah, you're going to get the real gold. Um But I think that's very interesting uh, because it, this does kind of show that... I mean, it's you know, I have that that $50 coin that I carry around, and this kind of shows you how skewed it is. It's a U.S. Mint $50 gold coin, and it says right on there 1.0 troy... I guess it's troy ounce... I guess yeah, of fine gold. Now, if you go look at the markets, what is that? Eight nine hundred dollars uh, today, somewhere About in that region. 900, $850, yeah. something, right? Uh, but the if you went to spend it, if someone would accept it, and you spent it in the store, it would technically be worth fifty dollars. That kind of shows you the disparity. And one other thing I wanted to mention, I don't think I got to it last week, uh, and it would have been better to say it, you know, uh, last Thursday uh... the whisper number in the oil industry is seventy five bucks and of course we're well on our way to that right now we're about seventy but that's the whisper number so that's the manip- manipulation number you should be looking out for
1: well you know horowitz and i have always been following this oil bs since the get-go mm-hmm. and uh, including having an interview with michael Greenberger, who was the guy who blew the lid off of the uh, overseas fake transactions right. around the gold the oil price up before right uh-huh. and uh... Horowitz, we're going to actually have another interview with the guy oh. shortly. I'm you do
0: interviews sure. on the show? That's cool. I didn't know that.
1: No, no. no Horowitz's show. Oh, okay. okay. He has his own show, and I come on it once in a while, and he, he does interviews. And um, I don't think <laughs> knows oh, what's sorry. going on. I don't think anybody
0: knows. No, you okay? I'm sorry. I, I thought the mic had closed, but it didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just sneezed. I no, I was blowing my nose really hard and quickly, so I was... Anyways, sorry. We need mean. a button.
1: But anyway, yeah. so, uh, which costs money. We don't have enough yeah, money.
0: no money. Remember, paper, towel, mic stand.
1: So anyway, uh, we're going to have another discussion with him. But I don't think he knows what's going on. This this is just some sort. This is going to, no one's going to figure this out before it, it goes and crashes back down to 40 bucks a, a barrel. But yep. right now, it's, uh, I don't know what, you know, the what. I mean, I would like to kind of... You can't figure it out. You just have to watch it. I mean, yeah. you, you're not it's part of it. It's
0: manipulated. No, we are, the markets are not real. It doesn't feel real. doesn't... You know what? If it doesn't taste like it, doesn't feel like it, doesn't smell like it, it probably isn't it. And it's not. Yeah. So, tonight, uh, we'll be eating at Ozuma in uh, lovely downtown San Francisco. In That's Soma, isn't it? I don't know that that's technically soma. What's well, below market south of market isn't it? Yeah, I guess okay. So we'll we'll review that. Yeah, I'm sure you've eaten there before. Yeah, yeah, this is Mickey's choice. She's taking us out for dinner. Yeah okay. We'll step back for the enthusiasm
1: <laughs> I have to fight traffic.
0: Oh poor man has to fight traffic. Which is a good thing. Coming, Unless we have traffic. <laughs> yeah, luckily we've got some traffic. Coming to you from uh, an undisclosed location in Knob Hill, San Francisco, Gitmo Nation West. I'm Adam Curry. From Northern
1: Silicon Valley, East Bay Edition, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right
0: here on no agenda.